You are listening to episode four of the Money Owners Podcast with me, Morgan Richard. Money Owners is a group financial coaching program that takes all the information in this podcast to the next level, providing you with live help for your financial needs. The Money Owners Podcast is designed to help you sort out who you are financially, the issues you're having with money, and how to tackle them to be the best financial version of you. And no, we can't do this all in one episode. You'll get some good old-fashioned information on being financially awesome. And as a side note, this podcast does not provide any investment advice, and nothing in this podcast should be misconstrued to be investment advice. If you'd like more information on Money Owners Coaching, the podcast, the homework, and everything I have to offer, visit moneyowners.com. What is happening, money owners? Before we get started today, I just wanted to remind you that our group coaching program starts on January 7th and it's going to rock, so get your spot. If you're a small business owner looking to not only get your finances in order, but also get your mind in order to achieve great things, the Money Owners Group Coaching Program is for you. Plus, you'll get to learn from other awesome business owners like yourself, so come on down. Go to moneyowners.com forward slash B1 for more information. All right, so today is a very Thanksgiving episode, and to give you a little insight into my mind and how I work and why I keep talking about all of these things about using our brains properly to help us work out our finances, I thought I'd tell you a little bit about the story of Thanksgiving in the Rochard house, and that's long before Pierre and I were married and we had a son. So before I could remember even, Thanksgiving was at my grandparents' house, and then it was at my parents' house. My parents' house was like the party house in my family for many, many years. Um, And that was until my aunt moved and my uncle bought a home. So we had Thanksgiving at my aunt's a long time ago, and she had this gorgeous apartment in Manhattan. We always invited so many people. There were always friends there. And I have really good memories of long tables with fine linens and lots of loud conversation. My uncle took over Thanksgiving probably about 20 years ago now. We have a big crowd there. It's usually like... 30 to 35 of us. And one of my favorite things about Thanksgiving there is the activity we always play in between dinner and dessert. My cousins pass around these pieces of construction paper and they're cut out like feathers and they're meant to be put around a turkey. And they also make a turkey as well, which is really cool. And then we all write what we're thankful on them. And then the thing that's most fun about it is that my cousins read them out loud and we try to guess who wrote them. So there's always the family members that try to come up with something clever or funny, and then the family members who write something long-winded, or just simple thank yous, or ones that say, I'm grateful for my family. And it's a really super fun game that gets you also thinking about being grateful. So one of the biggest things for me, and what I wrap my entire financial life around, is this idea that my family is super important to me, and I want to spend as much time with them as possible. And so things like Thanksgiving are really meaningful to me, and where I really get to take the time to spend that time with my family and be present and enjoy myself and all the things that I do in my life and all the things that I work for and save for and want to do are really wrapped around family for me. So gratitude at the end of the day and Thanksgiving really tie in hand in hand to I think everything that really means something to me both in my life and both financially. Um, And it's what is leading me into this episode today. So I love the idea of gratitude. And I always notice I feel better at the end of a day when I approach the day with presence and gratitude, and it really makes me feel energized. 
because I'm being I'm there with myself and I'm I'm interacting with the people who I love and I am making the most of the day. I also know that the day isn't necessarily the same thing for everyone, right? Like, so the way that I feel about my family is not necessarily the way that maybe some of you feel about your family or how you even handle Thanksgiving. But that said, like, it goes back to our last episode about how we get to choose who we want to be and how we want to handle things. And I really think that we get to choose how we feel at the end of the day of Thanksgiving. Do we get to look at the day as some time that we are grateful for that we get to spend with family or friends is it a time of abundance is it a time of gratitude and presence or is it a time of scarcity and family fights and everything else that comes with having a bunch of high drama with your family so this kind of leads me into my next point about scarcity versus abundance so why is scarcity bad it's because it puts us in a place where we feel like things are limited and it really changes how we think about the world if there is, let's say, a limited pie. So to use a Thanksgiving reference, right? If there really is only one pumpkin pie in the world, then everyone is going after every single slice and there isn't any more pie. That's all we get, right? Whereas versus abundance where we say to ourselves, okay, well, there are many pies in the world or there's a very, very, very big pie in the world and everyone could take a slice. And when you approach the world from that perspective, right? doesn't feel like you have to eat every single slice of pie because there won't ever be pie again, right? It feels like everyone can partake because you're coming from this place of abundance. So if you use that mentality in your financial life, and if you use that mentality in really all of your life, it really affects how you operate because when you're coming from a place of scarcity, you're much more likely to make decisions from this negative place. Whereas when you're coming from a place of abundance, you're making decisions from a place of positivity where everyone can be a part of it and where you don't feel like you have to take something from somebody else or that somebody is taking something from you. So this kind of goes back into Thanksgiving, right? Because Thanksgiving is a day of gratitude. It's a day of abundance. There's a day of a lot of food and family and everything else that comes with it. And your life can be like that too. And your financial life can be like that. I do this with my clients a lot. Um, we go through a gratefulness exercise and wanting from a place of abundance. So I talk to them about wanting what we already have and loving what we already have as a way of overcoming that need for more and coming overcoming that need to come from a place of scarcity and appreciating the things in your life that you already have. So one of the exercises I do with clients is I say, okay, list five things that you've always wanted always, always, always wanted in your life, but you already have them. And that's really hard to do sometimes, right? Because it's so easy for us to say, oh, well, I want, uh, you know, I want a watch and I want a new car and I want um, new clothes and I want this and I want that and I want all of these things that I don't have. But sometimes it's really hard to take a step back and really look at what we already have in our life and realize that it's always what we wanted. So I'm going to give you my list of things. Um, I don't normally share these with clients and I feel like maybe it'll help you think of your own list. So when I say list five things that you have and that you've always wanted, it doesn't necessarily have to be things, which is kind of great. It can be relationships with people or it could be relationships um, that aren't like relationships in your family or relationships outside of your family. It could be um, something like having children. It can be something so simple as you know, you love your pillow. Like it doesn't have to be anything extravagant. It doesn't have to be like a Rolex watch from 1986. 
so on my list, the number one thing I've always wanted and I thankfully have is I'm married to my best friend. I always wanted to have a wonderful marriage and I'm very grateful that I have a wonderful marriage and that my husband is fantastic. I've always also wanted to have children and we have a nine month old. So my son is amazing and we enjoy every single minute with him. And it's one of the great things about running my own business is that I get to make my own calendar and I get to spend time with my son. So that leads me into my third thing, which is I've always wanted to have flexibility with my time. And the best part about running my own business is I get to do that. I make my own calendar. I pick my own days off. I make time for my clients and I put them in places that where I want to see them and where I have time for them rather than letting my calendar dedicate who I am. So I would say that's the third thing I've always wanted and I have. The fourth thing that I've always wanted and I do have is a fantastic bed. <laughs> it really is the best thing on earth. Like. Um, whenever we travel or we go somewhere for an extended period of time and we don't have our bed, I'm always so excited to get back into my own bed and sleep in my own bed for the whole night because it's just an amazing, fantastic bed and I can't live without it. And I would say the fifth thing, and this I think I've already mentioned to you, is my family. I am so grateful for my family and I love that I get to spend a lot of time with them. Um, and even though... Not all my family is here in New York with me. I have family in Seattle. I have family in Texas. Um, I have family in Florida. We have family in France. Pierre's originally from there. So we have family all over the place and we get to see them. And it doesn't really matter that they're so far away. Even though I'd love to be closer, we still get to spend really high quality time with them and we see them multiple times per year. People come here or we go there. Um, and we really like we do a good job of maintaining those relationships. That's something that I've always wanted in my life and that I definitely have. So I would say something that you should do with your time after listening to this podcast would be to do your own list. So I will have another homework up where I have a little section where you can list out five things that you've always wanted and you do have. You'll be able to find the homework at moneyowners.com forward slash podcast. I think that'll show you that you really do have a lot in your life to already be grateful for and that you probably are already living a lot of the life that you want. You just don't realize it because you don't spend time looking into those things. The next exercise that I think is really important is thinking about the stuff that are shoulds in our life. We have a lot of things that we feel like we should do. We have to do. We feel pressure to do. And there are many reasons why we might feel that way. So we might feel that way because our spouse is putting pressure on us, or we might feel that way because internally we're putting pressure on ourselves to do things, or we feel the societal pressure to do certain things. I would say like, if you make a list of another list of five things of things that you feel like you should do, or you should want, or you should be, it'll give you an eye opener into why it is you are doing maybe some of the things that you're doing in your life. And if you particularly can tie this back to your finances, you'll probably see that some of the decisions you're making in your life are specifically around shoulds related to your finances rather than wants and haves. And like the best part about looking at a list like that is then you can decide, okay, are these things that I think are shoulds that I should do in my life? Are they really things that I want to do? And are some of these things and I'm already doing and I already have and I don't need to spend more time on. And it goes back to what we talked about in the last episode about having some discipline, right? Like 
I spoke about the concept of you get to choose whether or not you're a disciplined person or you're choosing to not be a disciplined person just by having some inaction. It's the same thing here. When you are choosing your shoulds, let's say over your wants, you're still making that choice. And it's really important to recognize that, that we have a choice about what we do with every single thing in our lives, even something down to paying taxes, right? We have the choice about whether or not we want to live here in this country and pay taxes. And I think it's one of those things where once you recognize that everything in your life is a choice, you get so much more freedom about what you're able to do and how you're able to handle it. So related to Thanksgiving, right? You get the choice about how much food you put on your plate and whether or not you eat it. Nobody's forcing you to eat massive amounts of turkey and feel bad at the end of the day, right? You get the choice of where you go for Thanksgiving, even if it doesn't feel that way, even if it feels like you have to go to your parents' house or whoever's house that you feel like you have to go to. At the end of the day, it's really not about that, right? At the end of the day, you're making a choice to spend time with certain people, um, and whether it be on Thanksgiving or other days in your life. Um, you're making a choice about how you handle your finances, right? You're making a choice going into this holiday season about who you spend gifts on or who you don't, even if it feels like obligations. So that's why I feel like the shoulds list will really help you kind of open up your eyes to see, okay, well, I'm making a choice to do all of these things that I quote unquote should do. Are these the things that I want to be doing? And if they're not things that I want to do, then why am I doing them, right? And what's the pressure on me to do them? And how can I change the way that I think about them? to make me feel like it really is my choice or just not do those things at all. And then this sort of leads right back into our finances, right? Because all of these things are wrapped up in our finances. When we think about life and our financial lives, right? Our life is wrapped up in money because we need money to do all of the things that we want to do. And maybe that's not 100% true, but it certainly helps to have money to be able to put towards your hobbies or put towards family time or to be able to live in a certain place because that's what you want to do, right? So money gets woven into all of the choices that we make in our lives. So one of the reasons why you might be having issues with your finances, it could be because you feel like you should spend money on certain things. or You feel like you need to put money towards certain activities or time just because that's what's required of you in your life. And I think that once you take a good hard look at what you're doing, why you're doing it and what the pressures are upon you to be doing those things, it might open up a whole new world of opportunity where you can come from this place of abundance and gratitude and really appreciate the things that you're doing in your life because you want to do them. So from the bottom of my heart, I wish you a very, very happy Thanksgiving and a wonderful weekend. And the next episode will be released in two weeks and it'll be a question and answer episode. So if you have questions that you would like to be answered live on Money Owners Podcast, please go to moneyowners.com. And if you scroll down to the contact section, you can put in your question right there and we will answer it live. I'm going to answer as many questions as possible that I can over the course of probably 45 minutes to an hour. We don't want to go over the hour mark. I know people kind of like that these are shorter than than the average podcast. All right, so submit your questions and do your homework, and then I'll see y'all next time. All right, thanks.